This Chazar Zech Nesha Bachri has a shrug from Yehuda Mesech's Baba Kamadaf Lamad Ches. Mishnah said, Shor Shel Yisor Shonarach Shor Shel Knani Potter. Fact if we dash in the word Re'eu to exclude a guy, then a guy should be potter when his axe scores a yid's axe. And if we don't, then a yid should be chai when his axe scores the axe of a guy. Everything where we wrote dash in the Pazak to teach them when Hashem saw that the guy were not keeping the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noyach, he released uh, the money, their money of the Goyim to the yid. We mean is in the sense that the guy has to pay when his axe scores the axe of a yid, although based on Re'eu, we should not have to pay. Rabbi Yechonah made the same Josh based on another Pesach. Rabbi Yechonah brings both of these Pesachim as the reason that a guy must pay when his ox scores the ox of a Yid. The Gemara says that the Brisa brought the second Pesach as well. Because we find that others use the first Pesach for other Josh. Therefore, the second Pesach is, is certainly available for this Josh. We find that Rav Masna used the first Pesach to teach that when the Goyim didn't keep the mitzvahs, Hashem put them into Gaul. So Rabbi Yechonah used the first Pesach to teach that when the Goyim didn't keep the mitzvahs, Hashem released them from having to keep their mitzvahs. Although this doesn't seem to be a punishment, but Meir, the son of Ravina, explains that it is, because it results that even if they do do the mitzvahs, they will not get rewarded for it. Although Abraisa says that a guy does get rewarded, he's not going to get the greater reward for a mitzvah of because he's no longer mitzvah. Abraisa says that the Roman government sent two officers to the Chum to learn Torah. The Chum taught it to them, reviewed it with them, and reviewed it again. As they were leaving, the officer says, listen, we've examined the entire Torah, and it's all true and equitable, except for the halacha that a year does not have to pay when his ox scores the ox of a guy, and yet a guy has to pay full damages when his ox scores the ox of a yid. The officer said, if we darshan reyehu, the goyim should also be potter. If we don't darshan, the yidin should also be chayev. They said, although this is an inconsistency, we will not say this over to the government. The Gemara tells us how Ula went to be Menachem Avu Rav Shmuel Yehuda after the passing of his daughter Nebuch. And he darshaned the Pesach where Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu not to fight Moyev. He explained that Hashem wanted Amun and Moyev to remain in existence to allow for the birth of Nama and Rus. Ula said, you see that if a person still has potential, Hashem would not uh, allow them to be killed. If Hashem allowed his daughter to pass, it must be that she, has already, she had already reached her full potential. In the name of Rabbi Yechonin said, we learn from the story of Light and his daughters that Hashem does not withhold reward even for one's use of finer speech regarding the son of the older daughter who called her son Moyov, meaning like Me'av from my father, and announced to everybody that he was a product of incest. Hashem told Moshe that the Yidin cannot fight a war with them, but it seems to allow Yidin to harass them. Regarding the son of the younger daughter, Amoin, whose name did not announce so clearly to all that he was a product of incest, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that the Yidin may not even harass the nation of Amoin. said, a person should always try to do a mitzvah as possible, because the older daughter of Light, who did the mitzvah, in their minds they were doing a righteous act. They, she did it one night earlier, so she merited to have her offspring join the Yidin four generations before the descendants of the younger daughter. Zakhmeravaita, says, if the ox of a Yid gores the ox of a Kuti, he's potter. If the ox of a Kuti gores the ox of a Yid, a Tam would pay half damages, and a Mu would pay Nezek Shalom. Rameya says, if the ox of a Yid gores the ox of a Kuti, he's potter. If the ox of a Kuti gores the ox of a Yid, whether a Tam or a Mu, he always pays Nezek Shalom. This seems to say that Rameya holds that Kutim are not considered to be Yidin. However, in another mission, Rameya says that the Damnita of a Kuti is Tami, which means that he holds that they are Yidin. Ravo said, in fact, he considers them to be Yidin. However, he penalizes them to discourage regular Yidin from associating with them. Rav Zeri asked, the Mishnah says that if a Kutis is raped, she's entitled to collect the penalty from the rapist. Now, according to Rav Meir, we should penalize her and not allow her to collect. Abaya said, we allow her to collect so that the rapist not gained by not having to pay. Fekmer, why don't we make the rapist pay, but take the money and give it to Tzedakah, thereby making it, on the one hand, he has to pay, but on the other hand, we don't allow her to collect, we penalize. Rav Murray said, doing so would lead uh, to no one feeling entitled to the money, and therefore making that no one would claim and fight for the rapist to have to pay the money.